Grace, peace, and mercy be with you from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on this Maundy Thursday. Amen. Have you ever been in a discussion with a, when a person says something and you think to yourself, man, if you only knew. You know, they mention something about their childhood and suddenly your childhood memories return and we say to ourselves, if you only knew. They mention something about their job, their marriage, their pain, and we think, if you only knew. Our back tenses up, our polite smile masks our face. All the while we're thinking, if you only knew what I said, what I did back in the day or whatever, you wouldn't even be talking to me. If you only knew. We don't have to have a tattoo on our body to mark our past. We carry all the marks and scars. What is it for you? A failed marriage? A battle with the bottle? A meltdown at work or school? Maybe you haven't talked to your mother in years? Maybe you've fought with your spouse for so long you don't even know where to begin again. Still for others, relationships have changed, children have grown, jobs have been lost, and those who were once close to you have died. And in the midst of all our pain, we get that sinking feeling, that fear in the pit of our stomach, wondering how we will survive. How are we going to manage? The stimulus payment might help. Gotten yours yet? Might help for a little bit. We're all hiding some kind of pain, though. If you only knew. Tonight on Maundy Thursday, we walk with Jesus to the upper room, Coming to the upper room, we come into the presence of Jesus. Now, I've got bad news and I've got good news for you. The bad news, Jesus knows. Jesus knows everything. Jesus knows everything about you, about me, and everybody else. Hear what Matthew says about Jesus in chapter 9, verse 4. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus did and said this. Matthew 12, verse 25, knowing their thoughts. Jesus did this and that. Matthew 22, verse 18, knowing their thoughts. If that's not enough, consider these words of David in Psalm 139. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, O Lord, you discern my thoughts from afar. You are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. If your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. Kind of a strange construction, isn't it? What's the good news? Well, in his account of the Last Supper, Matthew wants us to know that Jesus knows. Jesus knows everything and still prepares a place for us at his table. That's incredible. Now, Jesus certainly knows or knew about Judas. Passover was all about the deliverance from enemies out there, you know, from Pharaoh and the, and the Egyptian bricks and whips. But at the Last Supper, Jesus reveals that the enemy isn't only out there, it's also right here. As they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you, uh, one of you will betray me. 
and they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after the other, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish or the sauce with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him. Where is it written that Judas will betray Jesus? Well, look no further than several hundred years earlier, the prophet Zechariah, chapter 11, verse 12. And they weighed out as my wages 30 pieces of silver. Jesus knew. Jesus knew all about Judas, yet Jesus still had a place at the table in the upper room. You know, kids always ask me when they look at this uh, piece up here, the Lord's Supper piece, well, which one's who? You know, which, who is who? And I, well, <laughs> okay, we know the, the man in the center is Jesus, and we can tell Judas right away, because he's, he's already been told, he's already dipped his bread in the sauce or the plate with, with Jesus, and Jesus has said, you said, it's, you, you said so, and he's on his way out with his 30 pieces of silver in the money bag. You can see it right there. Jesus knew about the other 11 disciples as well. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Now where is it written that the disciples will be scattered? Look no further again. The prophet Zechariah, several hundred years earlier, Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that Peter... James and John would fall asleep in Gethsemane. Jesus knew about Peter's denial. Jesus knew that they would all abandon him. Yet the disciples still have a place at the table. This is what's so amazing about the Last Supper. One will betray Jesus with a kiss. Another will deny him three times. And they all will fall away. But in the midst of all that is wrong and weak and evil and duplicitous, and pompous and selfish about these people, there remains this truth. They all had a place at the table and would again. Why is it so important to have a place at the table? What happens at this table? As they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. A middle-aged Scottish woman walked out from behind a theater curtain. Her hair was going in a hundred different directions, and she was wearing a gold lace dress that, that wasn't very flattering. People in the audience rolled their eyes and let out a collective sigh of, oh, here we go, what's going to happen now? No one expected anything from this woman. And that was the way it was on April 11, 2009, when Susan Boyle began to, or to sing on the hit TV show, Britain's Got Talent. And after her song, a tune from uh, Les Miserables, people exploded with applause. And the video clip of Susan Boyle became the most watched YouTube video at the time. You must remember this. I mean, you would have had to have been living on Mars to not have seen this, right? 
And her first album, her first recording after this, broke all sales records. Susan Boyle was not what people expected. She was so much more. And, you know, I had my doubts early on. You know, I'm like, oh, come on. The producers of the show set this up so that we'd be all like, wow, you know, we weren't expecting that. It was not a setup. And Susan Boyle reminded the world, I guess it was just time, the right time, that the world needed to be reminded once again that what can look ordinary can be completely extraordinary. The Lord's Supper is like that. When Christ's words, take, eat, this is my body, take and drink, this is my blood, are spoken over the bread and wine, it's not what we expect. It's so much more. What may look ordinary can be completely extraordinary. And what is so extraordinary about it? Well, at this table, Jesus delivers his body and blood for forgiveness for you, all of your sin, for all of your sin throughout your life, your whole life. Jesus continues with these words, I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. We celebrate Holy Communion until Christ returns and makes all things new, including this entire planet. Then we will celebrate in the marriage feast of the Lamb in His kingdom that will have no end. Until then, though, we have a place at the communion table because all things are not yet new. Memories still haunt us. People still hurt us. We still hurt people. Parents still disappoint us. Sin still clings to us. And Satan still harasses us. If you only knew. If you only knew my sin. Whenever we go to a restaurant, the hostess wants to know how many are in our party. And, you know, you don't go to a restaurant not knowing how many people are in your party, do you? It makes things difficult for the hostess. Well, I, I don't know, you know. And she's going to ask you again, how many people will, you be, will be joining you for dinner? You don't say, I, I don't know. You've got to have some estimate. Well, when it comes to the Lord's Supper, how many are in your party for this meal? Do you know? Well, let's start with two. Communion is a table for two. Martin Luther says, This is something more than the sermon, for although the same thing is present in the sermon as in the sacrament, here there is an advantage that it is directed at definite individuals. And he says this because you, you, don't, you do more than just hear. You actually receive into your body. You taste. Jesus invites definite individuals to his table with wounded hands. With his wounds, he reminds us that he knows. He knows everything about us. Christ's scars are the marks of a God who truly knows us, our suffering, our sin, and our deep, deep pain. But these scars are on the hands of our risen Savior. He not only knows, He conquers. He triumphs. Jesus has won the victory over the enemy. 
Now, we also come to the table as a group of people, don't we? Two or more. Jesus knows us. And sometimes we don't think enough about the wider church on earth. As we commune this evening together, we commune with hundreds of thousands of our brothers and sisters across this land and across the globe together. Jesus knows us in love together. How can we be sure? This is the covenant which he poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. There is a place for you at this table all the days of your life. So savor this moment tonight in the upper room with Jesus. His presence is with us as it was with his disciples in that upper room so far away. Yet he is here now with us ready to forgive, ready to strengthen your faith and give you hope for a life which lasts forever. So savor it. Savor it. Because tomorrow evening, we will descend from the comfortable atmosphere of the upper room with its smell of baked bread and wine at the table to Jerusalem's landfill. Or as it was in those days, a hill, because they didn't dig and bury their rubbish they just piled and piled and piled it up until it became a mound and then a hill. That's where we will remember together when Jesus died for each one of us definite individuals to save us from sin and death. Amen.